Hi, I'm Mystic, aka Cynthia, the Gabby and Spontaneous F-bomb dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Mind Power, Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're, You're listening, listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. We are wildly curious, and we want to talk about how spirit meets business, how self-expansion meets love, and how relationships meet life's true purpose. Because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together. My passion is for the powers of the mind, human nature, and the development of inner strength. I help people transform by investigating their subconscious and reframing or rewriting their internal thinking. My get-off is helping people discover their cosmic irony, where their biggest fear is actually their greatest strength. By uncovering these things, they can revolutionize what they do and how they do it. We want to share how people grow and become bigger, more integrated, more fulfilled, more passionate and inspired in their life's journey. Listen in as we explore transformations, shifts, and finding the ahas while making space for serendipity, the unknown, and magic. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. And have fun along the way. Dive in and see how Mind Power Meets Mystic. Welcome! You are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with me, Michelle Walters. Cynthia Varkavisser is taking a break this week. I am very excited about our guest this week. Michelle Manning Cogler is a transformational specialist, intuitive coach, human design, and Gene Keys practitioner. She is a certified high performance coach, the author of Quantum Soul Clearing Healing the Scars Life Leaves on the Soul, and the founder of Quantum Soul Clearing Processes. Michelle helps overwhelmed, burned out professionals release the hidden sabotage of outdated belief systems and unresolved traumas that drain their energy, self-confidence, and hamper their success so that they are empowered to utilize all of their unique gifts and talents, live joyfully, and revolutionize the world. Welcome, Michelle. First, I got to say, I love your name. <laughs> I know. We have the same one. <laughs> Oh, thank you for having me here. I just, I so appreciate it. And I just, I love what you do in the world. I, I've listened to your podcasts and oh, you guys are great. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if we're great, but we're certainly having a lot of fun. And I'm a big believer that when something is fun, it's probably a good thing to be doing. Yes. And not only are you having fun, you're enlightening and informing other people of about things that this world is like, mm, that's okay, but it actually is okay. And it's where we're, it's what we're doing. It's who we're evolving into. So I yeah, love the content. Is, I love that too. I think it's a really an exciting time. I do feel like we are at a point where our culture and our ideas are shifting and they're shifting fast for some people and slower for others, but it is a time I think of sort of eye opening and recognizing mm -hmm. that believe me, I love science, but science doesn't have all the answers yet. And we don't really understand how everything quite connects. We used to call our podcast, it's all connected. And then we changed it to mind power means mystic. Mm, um, I like that. <laughs> well, we liked, we liked it's all connected, but nobody knew what was connected. It was really bad for search. So. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> 
anyway, um, I invited you here today to talk specifically about human design. And for our listeners who don't know, can you start by answering the question, what is human design? Goodness. Human design is a roadmap of how you're put together and what your gifts, your talents, and your challenges are in this lifetime and how you can show up in your brilliance. And it, when you live your type and authority, and we'll get into all of that, you it, it makes life so much easier. And especially if you are in, if you own a business, if you're in a corporate position, if you're a parent, this information is so vital to absolutely everything that we're doing. So I just thank you for having me here because this is one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. How long have you been working in human design? You know, I was introduced to human design. I want to say, gosh, it's probably been 10 or 12 years ago now. I had a really good friend when I was living in Central California that had introduced me to it. And I wasn't really quite ready for it at that time. I was really, um, I had just launched my book, Quantum Soul Clearing, Healing the Scars, Life Leaves on the Soul, um, promoting it and doing a whole bunch of speaking gigs and, and everything else. And but when I first saw it, it was like something resonated so deeply inside of me. And it's like, ooh, I've got to get this. So I ended up buying the book and um, took some training. And it was like, la, 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 la. I, I just, it, it, it wasn't landing because everything else was so full. Fast forward about six or seven years ago. And suddenly it was like, okay, here this is. So from that point on, I've gotten into it. What I didn't know was that um, my work, my quantum soul clearing process is absolutely vital to your human design. And my gift, when I look at somebody's chart, is to be able to see, I, I can look at a chart and embedded in that chart are all of the blocks, all of the generational pieces, your past lifetimes and existences, and how it's stopping you or inhibiting that individual from moving forward. So my clearing process then, which is multidimensional, goes in and we can clear all of that blockage. And my clients are just exploding out of the gate. They've had massive transformations. So it's not just the human design piece that I bring to it, which is huge. Don't get me wrong, because there's massive information. It's also everything that I do including human design. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. It sounds like it's an important component of what you do with your clients. It is. It's a huge component. Very cool. Now I've got another question for you because I've listened to a few podcasts on human design. I have not read the book because even though I love books, everyone has sort of told me that the books are huge and a little off-putting almost. Um, but this comes up and it's even in your bio. I don't understand. What are gene keys? And for our audience, this is G-E-N-E -E keys. So um, Ra Uruhu is the person who brought in human design back in the 80s. And there's a whole story around that that we won't get into, but it was mystical and magical and absolutely brilliant. And it terrified him. And he ended up ripping up everything after he'd started teaching it because he realized 
the importance and the impact if it got into the wrong hands. And at that time, you know, we were still in a Cold War situation and he was he was like, governments cannot get a hold of this unless everybody else has access to it too. Longer story shorter, he ended up bringing everything back. And fortunately, his students kept great notes. <laughs> Richard Rudd, it was one of his first students and absolutely fascinated and just brilliant at human design. And he took human design and, and, and added something to it. Um, so Gene Keys is actually based on human design. It's based on the 64 codons that are in our human body. It's based on the 64, the hexagrams of the I Ching. And, but it takes human design and it takes it to a greater level. Um, and you true human design people will argue with me about it because it's like, oh, you know, it's got all of this, this, um, it, it can be misused uh, is, is what they're saying. And it's like, anything can be misused. I love it because it shows what the shadow is, what the gift of that particular gate is, and the city, which is that divine expression of it. So, you, and when you understand how you're put together in an even more magnificent piece, you have more access to who you are. And we have been deprived for eons about who we are as individuals and our true divinity, who we truly are and the magnificent power that resides within each and every one of us. So Gene Keys, human design, and then the ability to clear out what's underlying all of that shadow stuff is so huge. And, and I think that's the piece that I bring that others don't. And human design is being used all over the place for, for good and, you know, to help people and corporations and relationships. And anyway, yes. <laughs> so that's probably the longer, longer answer to the what you were looking answer for. <laughs> to Gene Keys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So for our, our audience who isn't been exposed to human design yet, um, there's no way we can cover that big, thick book no. in a short <laughs> podcast, but maybe you can share with us some of the starting points, I guess, yeah. in yeah. terms of, of, of it. And, and I just want to validate my understanding that, that in a sense, uh, human design is a little bit like astrology plus I Ching plus a couple of other things, right? I mean, I mean, Rod did this magic, which believe me, it does seem like magic, how it all kind of comes together and fits, but it's, 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 um, in part sort of emerging of a lot of ancient traditions. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Astrology. And it's interesting. So when you look, when you look at your birth chart, your astrological birth chart, it gives you the placement of, of who you are. And in human design, you get that plus um, how your, what your soul is coming in to look at. And it was activated at 88 days prior to your birth. So you have the two charts put together and in in human design, that 88-day-prior-to-birth chart is an unconscious activation. It's what the soul says, hey, this is all the stuff underlying that I want to work with. And then the personality at the time of birth is like, hey, here we are. Here. <laughs> 
And so it's that combination of, of activations of consciousness and kind of that subconscious piece that makes us who we are. And so when you bring both of those together and you understand, you know, this one's really prominent, this one may be more hidden. And if they're both present and, and activated in a certain gate or a certain channel, and we can talk about that in a second, then you have kind of like this double whammy. <laughs> so it's both conscious and unconsciously activated. And when I see when I see that in somebody's chart, it's like, oh, pay really close attention because this is really a life theme on top of you know the theme that you actually have. But this is this is a greater awareness of how what you need to look at. There are gifts, there are challenges, there, there are all kinds of things within that. So so yes, so human design. There are four basic types and one hybrid. There are manifestors, there are generators, there's the hybrid manifesting generator, there are projectors, and there are reflectors. And each one of those has completely different energy types, arc types, energy signatures. So manifestors are like the bulldozers. They push everything out of the way. <laughs> and they have enormous power. They're about 8% of the population, and they can come across as being really arrogant or kind of cold because they have so much power, and, and that can feel very off-putting to some people. The trick for manifestors is they need to inform. They need to say what they're doing, which doesn't occur to a manifestor because they're like, well, it's so obvious, and it's like, not to the rest of us. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, I love you. And, you know, an example is like Monday, they say, oh, I got to go to the store, but they don't do anything. And Tuesday, they pick up the purse and, you know, out the door they go. And and the partner is standing there going, wait, stop. That makes sense. <laughs> and they come back and they're like, and the partner's upset. And she's, it, you know, the, and, the, and the manifestor's going, I told you I needed to go to the store. That was yesterday. <laughs> right. Okay. So okay. if she, if the manifestor will just say, I'm going to the store, five little words, it solves everything because it includes the rest of the world in their process. And this is super, super important in relationships and especially in corporate because they're designed to have this big picture and to push energy to get things started, but they have to inform people to enroll them in the process of that creation. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I think we've all known somebody like that who just kind of does what they're going to do and doesn't necessarily remember to explain their actions. Exactly. And if you're raising a manifester, it's even more challenging because they don't need, they generally don't need people. They're very self-sufficient. So it can feel very off-putting and very um, challenging as a parent because it doesn't occur to them that they actually need to interface with everybody else. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not narcissism. It's not arrogance. It's just the way that this person is designed. Right. So then you have a generator. And generators have this very magnetic quality. They pull people towards them. They're warm and inviting and and I'm going to use the word seductive because it's used in a lot of the books, but it's not a sexual seduction. It is this enveloping and, and welcoming energy that people just are automatically drawn to. And generators are like the, 
the energizing bunnies of the universe. They, they are designed to work. They love to work. They they are the production people in the world. And 70%, roughly 70% of the population, which includes the manifesting generators and generators, um, that they make up that particular population. And they are designed to build and work and they have to use up all of their energy throughout the day or they don't sleep. So you have somebody, I know it's like, oh. <laughs> I talk and, to a lot of people who can't sleep. So mm-hmm. interesting to me. Yeah, it exactly. And more now than ever, people are not sleeping and there's multiple reasons why. But if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, you have enormous amounts of physical vitality. And that physical vitality actually is a gift to the rest of us who don't have that projectors and reflectors. So, so as a generator, you identify with your work. You love what you do generally. And you, you get so focused and so involved in it that the world disappears. It's really important to understand that opportunities are coming at you. For a manifester, they need to inform. For, for generators and manifesting generators, they need to respond to whatever is coming at them. So, you know, there's always an invitation of some sort with, with the other types of, other than manifestors, there's an invitation for the rest of us. Generators need to be very clear about what they're agreeing to, because once they've agreed to an invitation, until they have a greater invitation, they can't let go of it. So they get really obsessed with something, they commit to something and they're committed, committed. And until there's a different invitation or something absolutely blows up, then they have trouble switching gears. So it's really important to understand what you're saying yes to. And the trick with a generator or a manifesting generator is to practice the pause. Now in Western societies, it's like, no, no, you need to give me that answer right away. Mm-mm. Never give, (laughs) never say yes immediately. You need to say, can you give me a minute to think about that? Can I sleep on that? Can I get back to you? So, you know, your boss comes up or, and says, you know, I need this by the end of the month. And you say, okay, you know, what are the parameters? And you have this information. Then you say, can I, can I give some thought to this so that I, so that I can give you exactly what you're looking for? need to trust what that inner authority is. And all of us have different inner inner authorities. For generators and manifesting generators, there's always a sacral component. So if you can ask yourself a yes, no question, you can respond like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Hmm. <laughs> and generators feel that energy. It resonates through the whole body. It's I'm so envious of this particular <laughs> type. Well, I looked myself up and mm. I am a manifesting generator. So what's the distinction between manifesting generators and generators? So the manifesting generator is a hybrid of that manifester and the generator. They get to respond to whatever information is coming in. Here's what's really, really, really important for a manifesting generator is you really, really, really must practice the pause. So information comes in, there's, you know, you're asked to participate in something and you specifically need to say, can I get back with you on that? You need to run it through your body. The next thing is you need to envision. 
is this what I really want to do? Hmm, I don't know if that's what I really want to do. I think I need more information. You process it. You reprocess it, I should say. Then you inform and then you act. Here's the example. You've got a friend that says, hey, I want to go for a walk down by the lake. Would you like to go? And you go, I'd love to go for a walk. In the meantime, you practice this. I really did want to go for a walk. And by the time the friend gets there, you're like, I don't want to go to the lake, though. That doesn't feel right for some reason. So your friend gets there and you're still sitting on the couch with your shoes off. And they get there and they're like, I thought we were going for a walk. You know, I was thinking about this. And would, would it be okay if we go to the park instead? Yeah, I just want to go for a walk. Okay, perfect. And so it's the informing, let's do this instead that enrolls them. You get your shoes on and you walk out the door. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. So I need to remind our listeners at this point um, that you are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. And our guest today is Michelle Manning Cogler (laughs) speaking on human design. So we have two two more, I think, um, primary... Uh, what are they called? Yeah. Archetypes or types? Uh, the, the types. Mm-hmm. Um, so n- the next one is a projector. And I'm a projector. So projectors are, are relatively new since the late 1700s. They have this energy that's penetrating, just like an arrow, it goes straight in. And it makes people feel uncomfortable in a lot of ways because we see things that nobody else sees. And we have the, our, our job is to lead and guide the rest of the world. <laughs> Nothing, nothing, no, nothing about that. So. No, we, we love telling y'all what to do, <laughs> but, but it's this clear knowing and this clear vision, but it also can make people feel really naked and uncomfortable. Um, it also makes us very good coaches and healers because we do have this ability to see this broader perspective. For, for projectors, we don't have that sacral authority. As a matter of fact, we don't have any motors, general, general motors, any motors that move our body. So we tend to run in cycles. We'll, we'll be, and, and the other issue is projectors have been taught how to work and live like manifesting generators, manifestors and generators, which burn us out and we get really sick because we can't keep up. We're not designed to keep up. So, so that's the thing with the, with a projector and reflectors are fascinating. They're extremely rare, rare. Um, projectors are about 17% of the population. Reflectors are less than 1% of the population. So when you look at a human design chart, there are what are called, um, um, defined and undefined centers and every, every type except a reflector has at least one or two defined centers. Reflectors have none. They're completely open. And that what that means is that energetically they're going out and they remind me of hummingbirds in a way. They're sipping the energy here and they're tasting it here and they're sampling it here. And, and w- what's fascinating about reflectors is then they have this extraordinary ability to see what's not just in their immediate environment, but but how it connects with the entire universe. So, and, and they need an enormous amount of freedom to tie a reflector down is awful 
for them. They've got to have the ability, even as, and especially as children, to get up and to sample and to experiment and to see what works for them and what doesn't for them. They need ultimate freedom. And they're here to teach us about pure love and pure acceptance. They, they know about forgiveness instinctively. They work with the cosmic forces, especially the moon and the sun and the stars. And so they're very, um, they feel very etherical to me, um, very cosmic in a lot of ways. And they could be very hard to kind of nail down (laughs) because, because they're just so diverse energetically you know processing everything well and they sound you're describing something that sounds kind of floaty kind of all over the place a little bit yeah they can come across as that just kind of spacey and everything but when you talk with them they're right on top of everything they have an incredible grasp of what is actually happening they just don't have that invasiveness that (laughs) that a projector does gotcha (laughs) so And then there are different authorities within us. So we talked about sacral authority that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and hmm, I need more information. <laughs> There's a splenic authority, which is, you know, this instantaneous knowing you can hear it, see it, smell it, taste it. You, There's this instantaneous knowingness and it comes exactly once and then it vanishes. So, <laughs> and if you're not listening, you can miss something. So you it's, miss it. yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. So it's really important if you have a splenic authority as your primary authority to be in touch and in tune with what your body and all of your senses are saying. There's an emotional authority. And to me, this feels like one of the hardest ones in some ways, because it's this constant wave. It's this up and down and up and down and up and down. And until you have this full body that's exactly what I want. Do not make a decision. <laughs> Advertising is directed at all of you who have emotional authority, to be honest. <laughs> and they, is it a common authority? Do you know? It's very common. Very common. It's very common. And if you have emotional authority, you will have experienced buyer's remorse often. <laughs> Yeah. Because you get caught up in the emotion of it. And that's what marketing is all about is connecting right. them with the emotion. Right. So interesting. I'm wondering if you could give us an example of a client that you helped with human design and your process and what that did for him or her. Wow. One. <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately, yes. we don't have time for it. I know. I but, know. Um, you know what? Um, yes, absolutely. Maybe, somebody, maybe I'm curious about somebody who might've used human design in business. I think mm-hmm. that, that, you know, we don't tend to connect stuff like, like astrology and human design with business. And yet mm-hmm. I think we should be making room for that. And I do too. And your business has its own consciousness when it was put together it's really important, especially if you're, if you're starting a new business, to understand what date and the exact time that your business was created because it has its own human design chart. And how you interact with that human design chart and how it's interacting with you determines how you work together in your business. So, yeah. So, so yes, I, I have several clients. As a matter of fact, um, um, one that's in the East Coast, and she's very, very um, 
traditionally oriented. She works with a lot of men and captains of industry. And she was really struggling. She was just like, I don't understand how this all works. And she had come to me and we were doing some healing work. And, and, you know, I, and, and so I pulled her chart and I said, I think we need to go through all of this and let me show you how you're designed. So you understand how you can interact with your business and your clients in a much more effective way. And she's an abs- she's absolutely brilliant at what she does as a coach. And she, she works with businesses to help them create amazing teams. So having this information was so important for her, her clientele. And this was, I want to say just before the pandemic and then everything shut down, her business increased during the pandemic by like five times. Wow. So for her, so this understanding is in large part, what led to her business success. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I love, I love working with, with um, C-suite level uh, corporations because there's always conflict in a team, always, always, always. And they don't know why, but if you have a certain type, let's say you have a projector that is working in um, a production type uh, scenario on the floor doing something, they're going to burn out. They're going to have a lot of sick days. They're not going to do well. And then you have a manifester who's designed to have this overarching view and you put them in (laughs) and to push energy out of the way and get things started and then have everybody else show up and you put them in a production type thing. You've got conflict all over the place. Right. So understanding from a corporate standpoint, how all of these different types work together, their strengths, their challenges, how your team is actually put together and what you who you put into key positions is absolutely vital to understanding how the company is. I believe, I absolutely believe that all of the assessments that we do for hiring in business and in corporate are valuable, but they're missing the mark because human design really is that last piece of understanding of how everybody works together. So it can make or break your business, quite frankly. Fascinating. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. So Michelle, this has been delightful having you. you on our show today. I'd like you to go ahead and take this time now to share your offers, gifts, anything that you'd like to, how to get a hold of you so that we can make sure that our listeners uh, don't miss out. Thank you. So I have put together a free gift. Um, I, <laughs> it is a a free ebook and it's it talks about all the different types of human design i've um compacted it so that it's not hundreds of pages like <laughs> it's a very um concise view of how human design works and um along with it because because i work with so many corporate leaders and they're so burned out they're just they're so frustrated um, I also have a meditation that helps you center in so that you're listening to your body. Um, it, it centers and balances who you are as well. So it's kind of a timeout during the day. It's about 15, 18 minutes long, but it also helped this, this ebook helps you understand how you might be working and interacting with your family, your children, your, your lover, you know, everybody else in the world. So anyway. I love it. Thank you for such a generous gift. And I will have all the details in the show notes. 
Michelle, it's been great talking to you and best wishes with um, your projectorness <laughs> and my manifesting generatorness. And um, and we'll go out and uh, together with the, everybody else, um, hopefully shake things up in a way that's really positive. So thank Absolutely. you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Take care. You've been listening to Mind Power. 